Um, how many of you uh, like movies? Yes? Okay. Most people like movies, uh, but not everybody. How many of you like a good training montage? Anybody know what a training montage is? I mean, this can go from like girl movies to boy movies, right? So there's somebody that doesn't know how to do something, right? And then there's somebody that knows how to do it really, or there's somebody that knows how to do something, and then they're struggling with not being able to do the thing, and then they discover someone that's kind of broken down and maybe used to do the thing in a while and has fallen on hard times, but somehow they discover each other, right? And, uh, and in this, uh, they show them um, how, to, uh, how to be whatever it is they want to be. And so you go through this time lapse of some sort, right, um, for them being able to move from not being able um, to do what they wanted to do to being able to do the, what they wanted to do. And typically that montage ends, right, with a game or contest of some sort. And miraculously they go from never having the ability to winning whatever thing that they did, they set out to do, correct? And so I think for a lot of us, um, why we like that so much is because it really resonates with us um, a lot of things that we want to do and a lot of frustration that we have, right? But then that person actually gets to, we get to walk through that person kind of overcoming and seeing uh, what, it, what they want so deeply to come to fruition, and so, um, and so what happens is that this trainer unlocks potential, right, that was seemingly there all along, and we all feel like we have potential, right, that we have untapped resource that is available to the world. Only it didn't come easy, right? It came through trial, it came through testing, came through endurance and faithfulness to the process, whatever the trainer had in mind. And failure is left behind, and a new identity is forged that is full of hope and joy. Um, anybody seen the, um, the newer Karate Kid movie? Yes? Okay. Anybody big fan of this movie? It's good. My, my kids have seen it a couple times. Um, what we're actually going to do is we're going to show quite a few clips from the, from the new Karate Kid. But before we do that, I'm going to kind of set up what I want you to be looking for. So enjoy it. It's very enjoyable. You're like, yes. Yes, the Karate Kid. It is all kinds of different um, qualities of video. So just, you know, I stole them from YouTube. And, uh, and so just keep that in mind, all right? So the, but I'm going to preface each scene with what I want you to look at. So the first scene um, that I want you to look at is um, our faith uh, is our hope, and it moves us from no hope to hope. So the first thing you're going to see is Trey is the character, uh, played by Jaden Smith, and he is in a space where he is, has no hope. Uh, if you're familiar with the story, uh, him and his mom moved from Detroit uh, to China. She takes a job. He's fish out of, typical fish out of water. He sees a girl he likes, and there's a guy that doesn't like him. And so he is constantly kind of getting the better of him, and he's mad, and he, he hates it there. And, and so we see this kind of culminate... Uh, in a um, in a fight, but what I want you to notice is that there's right that there's this there's this scene where you see his face and it is in agony. He is without hope, and there's a there's a character that that comes in and brings him hope. So that's what we're gonna uh, pick off with, and then I'll kind of jump in and and see show us how that's relevant. Go ahead, Robbie. So 
So watch his face during this whole thing. I may, I may commentary it. <laughs> as we're looking at that, uh, I want us to, the place that I want us to be in is the place of Trey. Um, when, we, when we see a scene like Stephen, we see uh, a finished product, right? We see a person that can stand up to a whole host, right, of people that are coming for them. It says that Stephen was full of uh, full of the Holy Spirit. He reasoned with the people that were antagonistic to the gospel and that they could not come against what he was speaking. As we see here, I think uh, many times in many areas of our Christian life, right, there's, there's times where probably this semester that you have felt like Trey, right? I am defeated, <laughs> Right, I'm laying on the ground. I don't know what else to do. I've been trying my hardest. I've been kicking, uh, I've been kicking my little legs at whatever I could. 
and to no avail, right? I want you to see that, you know, you're... <laughs> and when all hope is lost, right, it's at this point that we should understand that this is where Jesus should step in because we don't have any hope outside of Christ. As you can see where this person is about to kind of do the rest of him in, you see this uh, figure step in. And this figure, as you see, he was winded afterwards, though, is able to do what Trey wants to do, which is stand up for himself. Right? Which is stand up against temptation, which is stand up against the world, which is stand up against fill in the blank, whatever that is for you. I want you to look at 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. And it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I want you to, to think about Trey as he, he has no hope, right? He is about to get pounded again, and he sees through foggy glasses, he sees someone that can do what he's always wanted to do. That this is how we should see Christ. That he lives a life that we've always wanted to live. Oh, what should I do when I see that picture? And it goes on in verse 4. That he calls us to be born again to a living hope. That that's, It's not a, a hope that is hopeless, right? But a hope that is in the resurrection. And it's for this purpose to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you. For you are protected by the power of God through the faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. As we're looking at that scene, Mr. Miyagi is revealing to him an inheritance that is his, that is to be revealed once he perseveres and once he is able to attain that. What a picture of our Savior if he wants us to see that. That is the inheritance that he holds out for us. And we need to see our Christian lives in that way. We're going to go further uh, into 6 and 7. It says, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. See here, Peter is speaking of human life as is directed toward and guarded by God. Says Joel Green, moreover, Peter's language contains no hint of salvation as escape from our abandonment of this life, but focuses instead on God's future promises. For Peter, then, the character of the future casts its shadow backwards, impinging on the present, knowing God's future changes everything, for it alienates those who share this hope from those who do not. So there's a way in which that Trey can look at that way and that God saved him and that he can say, great, I don't have to deal with that anymore, but that's not right because tomorrow he's got to go to school, doesn't he? Tomorrow you've got to face the temptation that you face today. And you've got to uh, in, in just, in, just in case you read your Bible or spent time with the Lord, today well, you, you've got to do that tomorrow. See, knowing God's future and it changing everything generates conflict around what has ultimate value and it provides a foundation for appropriate response in the present. Faithfulness and joy. 
And this is what we see from Stephen, faithfulness and joy. And that is what God wants from you, faithfulness and joy. The thing that I struggled with most throughout my life is not being faithful and being joyless. Anybody in here struggle with that? Oh, good. Oh, good. It's not just me. But as we move into our next uh, scene, uh, we need to see uh, the purpose of discipline better. Because again, just like as Trey was sitting there hurting but happy that he's not getting beat on once again, (laughs) that somebody has saved him, that he's got to go to school the next day. And so what if you're familiar with the story, he goes and seeks out this person, right, that can help him, that can change his life. And he doesn't, and what most of us think is, oh, when I go to Jesus, he's just going to beat up all my bullies in my life and make my life easy, right? Like that's what we kind of presuppose. Why wouldn't he do that? That's what I want him to do. But he loves you more than that. And so when, when he goes to him, he's like, okay, well, I'll actually train you to be like me. Isn't that what Jesus does? Come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men in this case. He wants to know Kung Fu and he's going to teach him that. He's going to make him like himself. And so the purpose of discipline in our Christian lives is faithfulness. Right? Mr. Miyagi here is going to train Trey to be faithful to the disciplines, to the lifestyle that he's training him into and this is what Jesus wants from us. He wants to help you understand that the disciplines that you endure, the things that you don't do and the things that you do are to train you, right, to be able to be faithful when you have to be. So in Stephen's account, this is a time where he has to be and he didn't just randomly be, uh, be faithful. That's not right. That's not correct English. He was not randomly faithful. But he was faithful and learned and was tested and persevered and was able to be faithful in that particular instance. So let's look at this second scene. And you'll see um, Trey being really frustrated. And I think this kind of sums us up. That we're really frustrated with like we're not connecting the dots from the very few disciplines we may do to what they're supposed to mean. And so let's watch here as, as Mr. Miyagi helps him connect those dots. Check it on. Check it on. I don't have a jacket. Check it on. 
stone. Check it on. Firm. Check it off. Remember, always strong. Check it off. Strong. Left foot back. Right feet back. Left feet back. Pick up his jacket. Focus. Always concentrate. Left back. Right foot back. Pick up his jacket. Stay. Pick up your jacket. Strong. Hanging up. Hanging up. Hang up. And attitude. Strike. Hang up and attitude. Harder. Harder. Good. But no face. Kung Fu lives in everything we do, Xiao Zhui. He lives in how we put on the jacket, how we take off the jacket. And lives in how we treat people. Everything is Kung Fu. I can't get, I can't get the thing straight of laughing when it's on. Don't you wish that our lives had musical cues, right? Where you seize the thing, it's like, ah, and the music flows over. It's like, oh, that's what I'm, I'm supposed to get something right here. Man, that would be so nice. But as we, as we view, he's mad, right? How many, how many times have you been frustrated with, with your life, with what you've been doing, with how you follow Christ? Right, frustrated with, I, I'm doing these things, I, I'm showing up to these meetings, and I'm reading my Bible, and I'm praying, and I'm, I'm trying to evangelize my friends, and I'm trying to reach out to people, and I'm just, I'm just frustrated. It's like I don't get it. And I think we need to go through that because frustration leads to change, right? That until I'm frustrated, I won't change. I remember this very distinctly. I was so fed up with myself that I finally wanted to do something about it. I was so tired of doing the same things, of not getting it. And so it is Christ that needs to show us why we do these things, what our relationship to the Bible should be if we don't know what it is. That is, we're just going through the motions, right, of picking up our jacket and hanging, up, hanging our jacket up and taking it down that we don't really understand the disciplines of gathering together. Right in of truth, right in of spending time with God and gaining perspective in a relationship with Him. We don't understand that we need to practice considering others better than ourselves. 
and that it hurts to do those things. Right? He says, be strong when we do these things, right? Try to put your put full effort into practicing. And did you see the look on his face when he had it? I've seen the look on some of your faces when you've prayed and you and you told me how God answered your prayer, and you're like, <gasps> or when you've read your Bible and actually uh, actually applied yourself to studying it, and you're like, I learned something by myself. Well, you spent time with the Lord, and you looked up, and you're like, oh my gosh, that was an hour. That was amazing. Or, I, I didn't used to come regularly, but now I am coming regularly. I didn't understand when I was just coming, coming, but when I'm here, when I try to be here as often as I can, I'm understanding the, the act, that what that does to me when I prioritize certain things in my life. You get the, you get the like, Lord, are you changing me? <laughs> because I'm doing the things that you told me to do. It's, it's weird, right? Like when we actually eat right and go to bed early, right? These little these little worldly disciplines that they give us, which have value, but not as much value as godliness. Right? We're surprised when it works. And so our face are, is like Trey's face. That he sees what he's capable of with the correct teacher. But we're not finished here because this is just the opening of Trey's eyes to what could be. Right? Right? So one verse before we look at the, the next scene. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks, you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. See, to sanctify Christ as long as our heart is to actually be steadfast in the hope of the life that he provides. That's what it means. I'm setting that apart. I'm saying for Trey, it was... I see this lifestyle of what it is going to lead me. I see that this works. And so it is at this point that we have to sanctify Christ, uh, that, that that is the only thing that we hope in. Because as we hope in other things, we will continue to go after those things in the same way. And we can't go after Christ in the way he wants us to and after the world like we want to. So as we're looking at this, um, at this next scene, this is the training montage. Get hype, okay? This is the official one where he actually moves from surprised at what he's done to the hard work of that being routine in his life. And so much like we, uh, unlike we want it to, right, this thing lasts about three minutes. That's what we want. We want to have the results, right? But we don't want to, but we only want to spend about three minutes. And that is not the case. Let's look. Like the eagle screen. Ha! 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 
he's ready to go. It's a different person, right, from where he started, where he's mad and frustrated that he's not where he wants to be. But, he sanct- but as we sanctify Christ in our hearts, it just allows us then to be uh, led by Christ to learn the things that he wants us to learn. Right, there's no skip steps here. That he was totally given over to us, it showed each time, morning, evening, that he's given up of his time, right, to go and be a part of what Christ is doing in his life. He has to participate. Right, and he's not doing it on his own, is he? Have you ever noticed that most of the montages that there's, when they can, can finally kind of go through whatever the sequence is that the trainer wants them to do, that there's such elation, I can do this, right? There's such joy that so often I think we want this, this superficial joy that's just happiness versus the joy that comes from being able or being the person that Christ wants us to be. That there is great joy with, with feeling ready Right, to give an answer for those who asked. James 1, 2 through 4 says this, Consider it all joy, my brother, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect results, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. This verse is perfectly summed up in this montage. Consider it joy that you do the work Look forward to what you will be able to do in Christ. That you will be useful to Him. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. See, it is, we have to have faith and we have to enact it to have it tested. That is what it means to practice. Practicing is not going up against temptation and falling every single time. Practicing is going into the game and being able to participate. Uh, Yesterday was a three-on-three tournament uh, here, and I was uh, called into action at the last minute. It had been a while (laughs) since I had to get in the game, so to speak, in basketball. But when... It's probably been 15 years since I played, like, with a scoreboard, okay, easily. But if you, if you had known how much practice that I have given over the course of my life to the game, that I came in with uh, uh, just what I, could, what I could muster up around here <laughs> in my car because uh, they needed somebody. I didn't, I didn't practice at all, but the first pass to me, it took no warm-up shots, and shot and made it just like I had a thousand times. See, the joy that comes from practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing, and I got back in the game and I could still play. Because it wasn't that I got lucky, is that I had done all the work over the course of my life. That even 15 years later, I can still play. You know the joy that that is? Again, we, we won some games, we lost some games, but it felt good to compete. How many of you would just like to be competitive <laughs> in your Christian life? That I've been standing on the sideline because I'm too scared to do what I feel like God's calling me to do. 
And he says, just get in the game. Let's, let's go. Let me help you be able to do what you want to do. So we're, um, there, there's actually a couple more things that I want to show you. But here's this last part. I want us then to, uh, there's a lot of truth here. The next thing we're going to talk about as it relates to, um, go back to the scene four real quick. Just want to make sure I didn't hit on that one. Right, we need to discern the difference between discipline and testing. Right, so what we do by ourselves is discipline. Right, what we, when we gather, like it is a discipline for you to, you know, get here on Sunday morning or on Thursday night or anytime if you have a mentor group or if you're getting together with um, girls or guys just to get in the Word. Like that's discipline. Okay? But the testing is out there. Right, enacting that faith occurs outside of these walls and outside of this fellowship. See, there's a point at which Trey can do all the shadow boxing he wants to do, but there's a point at which Trey's got to get in the ring and he's got to fight, and he's got to be able to fight. I can shoot baskets all day long against air, (laughs) and it's not the same, is it, to when you're playing the game. See, we cultivate our relationship with Christ so that when trial comes... We're ready. And so I want you to, again, see the look on his face where this is his first time that he is put into the fire, that he has to fight, that he has to play to get in the actual game. Go ahead. Look, he's ready, man. He's ready. He's going to kick the bell. I can do it. So, but there is a difference between kicking the bell and kicking someone, <laughs> as he's about to find out. That's a warning. You cannot run out of the map. Next time you lose a point. Go. Hey, be strong. Come on, Dre. Attention. 
Good job. At least I have no face. I'm sorry, I can't help it. Next point, Wheeler. joy, right? <laughs> I did it. Have you called up a friend, right? The, uh, some temptation, some prayer request, some, something that comes up, you're like, I did it. I actually didn't do the thing or I actually did what I wanted to do, right? Like you've done this before. It is so exciting. Do you see the encouragement? Like there's people there wanting him to win. And so often in our lives, we don't have that. We aren't that for other people. Right, that if you had a gaggle when it was your time to be faithful and you're like, yes, Nick, let's do it, man. You're the man. You can do it. You can, I saw you kick that bell. You can do this for real. You can take a punch. But remember when he turked that first, like, oh, that, that actually hurt. Like, this is going to be harder than I thought. I've got to get used to this. And then when he wanted to do the thing right, he ran away. We do that. We have done this, yes? And we need people to like, go on. Jesus says, go back in. <laughs> go back into the ring. You can do this. We have been training for you to fight this fight. I am here for you. You're ready. And then when we actually try, I spent a lifetime of not trying and as he has proven faithful, when I just step out in obedience, as perfect, and perfect as it is and with not much confidence, over and over again, he shows me that his training was adequate for me to live the life that he's called me to live. We'll go on to see in the thing, we won't keep going, but he, he gets his confidence. He keeps kicking people in the face. <laughs> right? He can take a punch. But there's this last place where he there's there's the thing that he has to overcome the boy that he is scared of the thing that he doesn't want to give up the thing that he doesn't think that he can overcome and so if he can um, flip to that one but on pause there right you see him looking at him uh I'm not ready for this. All these other things that I had to go through to get to this, am I up to the task? And as we watch this scene unfold, we come into the middle of the scene where he actually has shown his mettle. He can, he can play with them a little bit, but he's really nervous. And so as we move forward, right, I want you to have this idea. Right, discipline, encouragement, and equipping Discipline, encouragement, equipping, and testing enables us, right, to win the spiritual battles we face. That it's not outside of any of those things can we be victorious in Christ. So let's, let's watch how Trey does. Just checking on him. Hey. 
Nice pause. So we're we're uh, we're almost done. So here's the here's the piece I want you to look real quick with me with um, Acts, uh, chapter six, verse eight. Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. And some men from what was called the synagogue of the freedmen, including both Syrians and Alexandrians, some from Sicily and Asia, rose up and argued with Stephen. But they were unable to cope with the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Stephen had episodes like this in his life. To be able to play the game as, as well as he was, to stand up to those that were adversaries to him, that he had to go through this entire process of longing for something to hope in and finding Christ of understanding that it is those that follow him, right, that I need to follow and learn how they live with him. As he went through whatever his training montage looked like, whatever he got in the game, there was a time at which he went out and tried to, to talk to people and to share the gospel, and over and over again he failed. And he kept doing it, and he kept doing it, and he kept doing it, and he got better and better and better and better at it. And we see here that in his, with his big bad, that he has actually brought before his country <laughs> with false charges. What is he going to do? Is he ready? Back in the scene that we had, is he ready? And we read this after they levy the false charges against him. And fixing their gaze on him, who were sitting in the council... They saw his face like the face of an angel. And uh, Robbie's going to play the scene back um, from where, uh, see if you can find back where, close to where we were. And just before the last scene, I want you to look at his face. There's a, there's a face of quiet confidence that's been forged in all the stuff up to this point. That that is what faithfulness looks like, a life that has been faithful and obedient, is that he is ready for whatever may come. And in his point of greatest trial, they looked on him and they said, oh man, he's ready. So let's play the end and get to share in the joy.
encouragement, encouragement, right? You can do it. The angel face is gonna get him. We won. That's my favorite part. As we're thinking about just how, uh, just how good a metaphor this is for um, what we've been working through, I want you to see that Jesus, right, he's like, he, he celebrates with us. We won. Right? It's not just you or not just him. We won. That's what I'm here for is for you to win. And we read at the end of chapter 7, when Stephen is faithful to the point of death, we see this, and when they heard this, verse 54 in, in chapter 7, they were cut to the quick, and they began gnashing their teeth at him. But being full of the Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. We did it. Jesus doesn't just stand up for anybody. Right? Mr. Miyagi is telling Trey there, we did it. Well done. Good and faithful servant. See, the good fight is not just randomly stepping into the ring. <laughs> it's the preparation that comes from being able to be faithful. Right? First Peter and James are trying to teach us deep truths about what it takes for us to be the people that God has called us to be. That hope is so important and it leads to joy. But it takes perseverance and faithfulness to get there. And so we're going to end there. And this, um, this Thursday, we're going to talk about this. We've got these, um, we've got these five uh, th scenes that we talked about here. And so I want you, if you uh, want to take a picture of them, if you click to it, if you want to take a picture of them, we'll, we're going to close this with prayer because we're, um, we're over time. That was a lot of video. <laughs> I appreciate you all hanging with me. But as we're thinking about, as we're thinking about um, these things, right, that each of these things 
are what each of us needs to hear and see and think through. There's so much truth here. I long for you to really sit with this and understand. So let me pray for us. Father, the training montages get us so excited when we see the movie because we see change, and we love change. We love seeing the, um, somebody get smarter or stronger. Father, more in shape have a skill that they didn't have before. It is so encouraging. Man, that is so cool that they can do that now. Father, I pray that you would put that vision deep in our hearts. Lord, that when you, when you call us out of our old lives, you call us in the new ones. When you tell us to put off our old self, Lord, you tell us to put on our new one, and this is what it looks like to put on the new self. That we have to be done with the old self, Father, and look to you who can live this new life and did it perfectly that we look to you in hope. We look to you in a teacher and a father and a shepherd and a husband and a king. Lord, I pray that you would help us internalize this message. Lord, that we would just keep thinking and meditating on these scenes from this movie, that we might go out and, and watch it again, just, just to see and be reminded of your love for us and how much you want for us. Father, thank you for this time. We praise you and love you in Christ's name.